Okay, on page Reish Lamed Aleph, we're finishing the paragraph of this very high Madrega, which, like everything in Torah, it might not be anything that we could apply to our lives right now in the fullest sense, but it will be part of our lives very soon, and we should at least we should at least want to come to that, to, to hope for that, and to dream of it. On page Reish Lamed Aleph. The Mechaber was explaining that the only way that a person can come to a Madrega of Ahava She'en and Tlui is when a person peels off the peels off the goof from the Neshama, which is a very hard thing to do. As he explains himself, that in this world, as long as we're alive, it's impossible that it's impossible that it should be entirely that we should be entirely clean of any physical desires or inclinations. But since the Madrega of Ahava She'en and Tlui means that a person is in a place of of, of the etzim of, of chad hu the tshubicha rice of Yisrael chad in that place of absolute in that place of a person's absolute existence of who he is be'emes be'etzim who he is that's Hashem and that's the Torah and that's other Jews that's where we learned this amazing story from the Gemara of Basra last week about how the, the three the three friends were able to feel when there was something when there's something that was wrong with the other friend, and, and everybody can experience that in some way, because because since be'etzem all Jews are chad, are, are one, so all of the neshamas are bound one to the other, and to the degree that a person is unbound by physical things, he's in that place of absolute chad, of echad, of oneness with the Torah. If a person is in a place of echad with the Torah, he doesn't find some things in learning interesting and some things that are not interesting or some things that are good and some things he could skip. And so, Every single word of Torah is, is, is in that place of who he is. The Torah is not a subject that's outside of us. The Torah is who we are. And, and we learned that when something is who you are or when someone is who you are, so there's no chilek between one day and the next day, a good day and a bad day. That's only in the world of Ahavash Tlibadava. I like this Gemara. This Gemara does something for me, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna really enjoy this year. I'm gonna go to this year, and I'm gonna be part of a, you know, this. I really love uh, this Masechta. Other Masechta, no, Masechta, it wasn't for me. All of those Chilukim are because Ahava, which is Tli Bedaver, depends on what I get from that Masechta, and if I understood it, if it went well for me, and if, and if they were interesting in Yonim or whatever it might be, so then say that I love the Masechta. But when the Masechta doesn't do it for me, no, so I, I had a hard time with it. The concepts were strange to me. I just felt that it wasn't going. I'm not used to this kind of uh, stuff. Uh, so, so then, then it's uh, and the Ahava, of course, is weak. When a person's living in Hawaii of Be'etzim HaNefesh, where the goof is peeled away from the Neshama, so since in the place of the Etzim HaNeshama, Kuchibichu arise of Yisrael had the same way that 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 person can feel a connection to every Jew in the world, if he ha- even if he doesn't know him personally, and he feels pained by anything God forbid that happens to a Jew someplace across the world. He hears that there was a Yid that had a Maisa. It, it hurts him mamish because he's in such a place of echad. So too, when it comes to learning, a person is in a place of chad with the Torah. And he's in a place of etzim hanashama, so it's no chilek between this mesach that and this. The Torah itself is he is a vart. Any vart that he is, it's like it's a chiyus for him. 
Any far that he hears is something which is which is exceptional and wonderful and beautiful because that's who he is. That's who he is. It's not that he's evaluating each each Torah that he hears differently. That's only in the place of a Havit Leibah, though. So it means that there's something in the Shoresh of who you are that's less covered that connects to that. The same way that there's certain people that you meet that person and right away you feel a connection to that person. So, so the point is, don't, you don't put down the other stuff. You accept, even if you're not holding at that thing. It's, I know it's good for me. I'm. It's a good today. I'm not. It's a good sermon. You don't write and you say, okay, I said it right now. I might not be able to accomplish this or whatever, but right. it's a sermon that that you know to be continued. Right. That this is something that in the future, Mitzvah Shem, will, will will be continued. So on page Reishlam and Aleph, Hahev del Amahusi. I think that's what we're up to usually. Ezra's here by now. On Reishlam and Aleph, the third paragraph, Hahev del Amahusi ben Ahava Hatli Bedaver, Lahava Sheinatli Bedaver. Who? The essential difference between these two ways of love, Ahava Tli Bedaver and Ahava, which is Einatli Bedaver, Shahava Tli Bedaver he Mikris. Ahava tlibadara is mikris, meaning it's something which it's loved afki, it doesn't always have to be. Mik, like the word mikra. It depends. It depends on certain conditions and circumstances and, and so on. Umidepam hi khalahavsik lachzorashu. It could it could stop. And it can and then it could start again or it could go uh, you know, it could continue. Avlahavashtlibadava, whenever we're dealing with ahava which is ain't tlibadava, which is he ahavis ha'etsem that's something which is and it doesn't have a bitl. We spoke about the difference between a husband and wife, which is mikris. It's not ahabetsim. Even though there is a madrega of a person's true zivig that they brought back together, we learned Al Kenyaz of Ishavisimai. And there is such a thing of Basar Echad, a return to oneness. But that's a very high level of zivig. Most people don't have a zivig like that. And uh, and, and and therefore it's not the same as a father or a parent and a child, a father and some other and a child. It's not the same thing. We're there. It doesn't have a bitl. At least in this world, it doesn't have bitl. If a person is living a life where his ruchnius is leprakim. Leprakim means sometimes it's strong, sometimes it's weak, sometimes he does mitzvah, sometimes he doesn't, sometimes he does a veil, sometimes he doesn't. But he's living in that world of leprakim. Leprakim. Amal ya, amal name. <clears throat> That's a zivuk she'enet midi. It's a zivuk she'enet midi. It means it's not on that madrega of baser echad. It's not on that madrega of 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 echad of absolute of absolute echad. It's not in such a place. The hechor she madregas achdusa im ha'el maruchni and then a gilu hatsen. Is that shlomo shlem? Okay, that's that's not an old friend. Yeah. Just a no test. <laughs> right. it's the same as always used to be. Some Yeah. If the person's Yiddishkeit is a Yiddishkeit of leprokim, like like I mentioned many times in the story about the Satmarov when he when he when he, he was first in America, so you know they used to have those butcher shops with the Bosa Kosher signs flashing. So some of you say Amol kosher, Amol nit. Sometimes it's kosher, sometimes it's not kosher. That's why the sign is flashing. Right? So yeah, a person has a Yiddish kite where it's it's bosa kosher, flashing though, you know, where uh, davening it, but it's flashing. 
uh, you know, learning. But it's you know back and forth. So that that type of aruchnius, which is the parkim, it's a simon that the zivig here is not a zivig, which is be'etzem, his relationship with Torah, his relationship with Yiddishkeit, his life of Ruchnis is not be'etzem, you know, we don't have to feel bad, because be'etzem is a very, very, very hard of only big tzaddikim. But if something is be'etzem, then it's unchanging, it's unchangeable, it just doesn't change. It is. Zahu. When something, when something is not be'etzem, it means that it's a zivig she'enetmidi, it's a zivig she'enetmidi, it's a relationship that is not continuous. That means that his spiritual life is not is not one in which the etzim of who he is has been brought forward. It's not the etzim that's being revealed. Because in that place of the etzim, and in the place of the etzim, the same way that the Baruch Shalom's love for us and his connection to us is not negotiable and it's unchangeable. So there's such a thing that a human being can have such a relationship with the Kodesh Baruch Hu. There is such a thing. Again, it's a big madrager. You could be a visitor. You could be a tourist. You could go someplace for a little bit so a person can can stop off in that world of Ahavas Hashem. And that's very nice. But he's not a... He's not a, a citizen of that place. He doesn't live in that world of Avos Hashem. Sometimes when there's a simcha, or God forbid, when there's something not a simcha, whatever it might be, but when there's a sudden, a strong hisayrus, a strong feeling of Avos Hashem, that could be a feeling that he's only able to visit, he's only able to experience from time to time. But he doesn't live in that place. He's not mechubah. He has a connection to that world, but he can go in and he can go out. He comes and he goes. Therefore, the chibur is a chibur which is which is mikri. I was explaining this the other day. We we're talking the chabura Monday morning at the you there for the rishab. So we're talking about we're learning the kuntras avayd from the rishab and and. Uh, and one of the fellows there that's a very special, sweet guy. See, he's about truly he brought up the he brought up the fact like somehow in a certain way he didn't invent it in a nice way, but he's saying how when he goes he sees by the by a lot of the front people they just like you know they don't seem to, they don't seem to him to be like uh, into things at all and they're not interested in Yiddish kind at all. Mashainik came you know by the Balachuva and a lot of them which we talk about all the time. You see this obviously is not a secret. It's it's something which is part of our reality that we're familiar with. But what I wanted to bring out, and I was talking about in the context of the whole Maima there, so I wanted to bring out that the fact is that a person, that a person whose entire life is a life that's filled with Shabbos and Yantiv and Tefillin and Tefillin and eating kosher, he might not, he might not appear to be too excited about that life, which we know many, including ourselves, often feel that way. He might not appear to be excited about it, but there's something to be said for the consistency of that world that whereas you might not find that he's so into things, but generally speaking, generally speaking, in that Hevra, <coughs> the guys are in shul every morning. You know, they show up to shul a couple of minutes late, they leave a couple of minutes early, they hop a couple of schmoozen, it's understood. But whereas by, 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 by Balichuva, you'll see very often, 
that there's tremendous excitement, especially in the beginning. But then uh, he'll be in shul, and then he'll be uh, disappear, he'll disappear from shul. Like you don't see the guy for two weeks, or for two months. What happened? It was a year either. So I don't know. I'm going through a hard time. It wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Uh, you know, my wife uh, got nervous being alone with the children, stuff like that. You know, for, I'm talking about to go to Minyan. My wife got nervous to be alone with the children, and and uh, and it's that mikrius of it that each side has a mile, and each side has, of course, a chisarin. But you have to realize that a person who his entire life who was raised with Torah mitzvahs and comes from a house where from the time that he's a baby he is davening and he was with Shabbos and he ate kosher and all of those things that there's a certain mitzvah that has been built over 20-30 years which by the way the fact that he doesn't look like he's into it is not exactly the truth either he doesn't let on that he's into it and he has certain inyanim that are in the way but there's, there's a tremendous there's a tremendous mitzvah of Yiddishkeit that is built in a person over the course of years. So, even though the relationship might not be particularly exciting between him and Hakadosh Baruch between him and Yiddishkeit, but there is uh, something to be said for the tmidius, for the consistency and the regularity of that, that keeps that person in a certain way. So, even though even though with the Bali Tshuva there could be a great excitement but then suddenly it could disappear, it could wane and then their entire Yiddishkeit and Shemir Semitzis could, could come into question which is by no fault of their own that's how that comes after 20-30 years of eating treif and doing all kinds of other uh, things that are not are not uh, Kalach so there's a Klippa there's a Klippa that, that, that is built over the years of Tumah that's very hard to overcome over many, many years, it's very hard work to overcome that. So they might be really excited into things, but then they could disappear from the program. As many of them do, they could disappear, or even while they're, you know, they already they already have kids that are from, and they're in yeshiva, so it wouldn't look right, you know, to all of a sudden, you know, to take off your your, your yarmulke and you know cut off your beard and pace and go surfing or something with, a, with an old girlfriend. It wouldn't look right. But they're trying they're trying as much as possible to to keep things intact, but there, there are great struggles. The 20, 30 years of tarfis and 20, 30 years of, of other things that, are, that, are, that create a klipa. So, so the, the, there's something to be said for consistency and for a person's Yiddishkeit, even if it's not with great emotion and great feeling. But one should know that the fact that there's a tmedius to it means that it's not b'mikra, Again, he's not feeling a love for Kaddish Baruch Hu, but there's enough there that's been saved up to get him to shul every morning, whether he feels like it or not. Because there's something there in the etzim, in the be'etzim, there's something there in the be'etzim. Which is harder. A person's mother never went to the mikveh. He was born without a mikveh. It's not the same thing when a baby's born when the mother went to the mikveh. It's not the same thing. There's something in the etzim that has been, that's off-center. And it's a struggle. It's a struggle. Each one has his struggles, obviously. The, the, the fellow that's so-called from from birth, which I hate that term, but that, that person who comes from that world, so he has to work very, very hard to try to generate emotions and feelings. The other, the other fellow, the Balchub, might not have to work as hard for the emotions and feelings, but he has to work very hard to, to come to a place where his Yiddishkeit is what it is, and it's not negotiable or changeable. It becomes something which is be'etzim, woven into the fabric of his existence. So what the, what the Mechab is saying here is that when a person's Yiddishkeit is leprokim, is inconsistent, 
it's a simon that the zivig is not a, is not a zivig is not a zivig to me. You can sometimes find that there's an old couple that they're arguing and they're fighting, and so and if you go over to them, you'll say to them, "How old?" So this one says, "I'm 82." And how old are you, Mrs.? I'm 78. Yeah, how long have you been fighting? Says, "How long are we married?" <laughs> so we're married 50 years, 52. Years. That's around how long, 50 years, say, I'm Maybe a year. After Sarabaks, we started. And it's been pretty much. So then you say, look, listen, mind you, maybe you can have a, till 120, maybe you can have a couple years of peace. Maybe the two of you get to get the get. And we could, uh, you know, have a nice shidduch for you. Uh, we could go to find somebody for you. There's some, some eligible uh, some eligible bachelors and bachelors. So what do you think of, you know, you wanted to live your whole life arguing with somebody? And, the, and they'd be very, very insulted. Listen, we might argue, we might fight, we might have difficulties with each other, but you know, we're in, we're in this one. There's the long haul. We're in this forever. You know, there's a there's a hergish that we're inseparable. We have an Irish guy, kind of guy, but it's not. And then you have other people that you see them. You, you'll see a young, you'll see this young couple sitting on the bench. They can't keep their hands off each other in the park. You're embarrassed to bring your children to walk past them because they're carrying on over there. As I feel a hava, so much a hava. And then, then the next week you see somebody else on the bench with the same girl, and you know, and the, and the guy's not. They're not even embarrassed. He's on the bench, on the other, right down the. He's on the other. So that's Slav Davke. The way things look, Slav Davke. There's something to be said for tmidis, for consistency. That person is part of the world. Again, it's not the etzim we're talking about a high madrig of tzaddikim, but it's a taste of the etzim. When you feel like it's not a matter of choice, whether I daven a marv. I have, I have people that they're shemim mitzvahs. They tell me they're struggling with marv. As I, so I said, you mean in shul? No, no, no. I mean, even by myself, I'm struggling with marv. So you're struggling with marv? How many of you struggle? It's an inyan of bechir chavshes. You're 38 years old and you went to yeshiva and it's an Indian of Marav, but you shouldn't have Marav, you shouldn't have Marav, it's a, something that's wrong, right? Something that's missing in, in a person's timidius of being a Jew. Uh, what's the taina that it says that, uh, I don't know the exact question, it says that they, they serve me with, their, with their mouths, but the heart is far away from me. Yeah, so, so that's doing something timidius, so you're doing it, but it's... Certainly, the Bereshit wants it to be with feeling. He wants it to be with emotion, but the choice is not to not do it. That's not the choice. That's not. It's not better. I'm saying it's not better to do it sometimes with the Slavis. It's better to do it. His Slavis is the ideal, but if it's a choice of not doing it or doing it with his Slavis, then 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 doing without his Slavis, then it's, they do it even without his Slavis. Then you do it without his Slavis. Like Rabbi told story, the guy who didn't feel like putting on tzitzis, he didn't feel it that day. So the yeah, well, the mikveh had a nice look at him. The guy didn't feel like putting. They didn't come to that yet. No, that was something else. That was maybe this is a different story. But in Queens, I was, it was in the mikveh, and there was a there was a guy from the from those that cult, you know, the Kabbalah cult, you know, the Bergs that cult. So it was a guy because I know they used to hang out over there a little bit. Maybe they still do. I don't know. I used to when I lived there. So this guy's come to the mikveh, and he was taking off he was taking off his clothing. He didn't have any tals cotton on, and there's an old parlishayid over there. So he doesn't, you know, this guy, this old, this old Jew, he doesn't care like to be, be like uh, politically correct or like nice. He just says it as it is. So he says, he says, well, he says, where are you going? We don't have a talus cotton. You going to the mikveh? You don't even have a talus cotton. So he says, oh, we didn't get up to the, uh, we didn't get up to the meditations of the uh, talit katan yet. 
So he said to me, look at me, he says, what's up there? I said, I said, I'll explain it. So you were there with him? Yeah. He said, said, what is he? He didn't get to, the guy said, he said to this old Jew, I didn't get to, we didn't get yet to the meditations of the Talit. So the guy looked, he says, what does it mean, this meditation? He doesn't have a talus cotton. Where's he going to have a talus cotton? He doesn't, goes to mikveh. He says, they already learned the, uh, they already learned the, the Kabbalah meditations for the mikveh. But, uh, I guess the, the professor of Kabbalah didn't tell him that well, you have to first take off your clothing, you have to have a telescope. I guess there's some everybody goes around without clothing altogether. You just go straight into the mikra without any clothing. So you don't have to take off the clothing. But <clears throat> a person's, uh, uh, the consistency, there's very great holiness in consistency. That's not, a, that's not a reason not to feel things, but I also don't like when to, that someone should knock the, the, the world of Jews, even though they're not always into it, but they're doing the right thing. It's a very big madraga. It's also a big madraga. There's something there that the that with many of the balichuva, it's not by their own, it's not their fault, but by the, a lot of the balichuva, after years and years and years, it's not it's not a be'etzim. They don't feel that be'etzim that this is something that I must do. They feel that it's still a matter of you know it's optional. How am I feeling about it? If I feel good about it, maybe I'll do it. If I don't feel good about it, I won't do it. It's a problem. So he says, When a person's ruchnius is, he comes in and he leaves. So we understand that the relationship that he has with Kedosh Baruch Hu is not, uh, is not that place of chad, of be'etzim. It's not in that. He's not in that place of be'etzim. The middle when something is not be'etzim, it fluctuates and it changes. When it's not be'etzim. It means that Ahava, he has a feeling for Yiddishkeit, and sometimes he's really into it, but it's an Ahava Tlibadavim. Meaning, if I'm feeling this particular day very grateful to Hashem for something very nice that happened to my family or to me, so then, or if he's feeling uh, happy about something else in life, whatever it might be. So it's Ahava Tlibadavim. In other words, you do for me, and I'll do for you. You do something nice for me, I feel stronger for you. It's okay, it's a Madrag, it's a big Madrag. But it's not, it's still Ahava Tlibadavim. Rak Adam, the last line. Only a person whose entire life is Be'etzim, Kavua, in Ruchmias, who's already peeled away the outer layers of his, of his physical needs, which is a big madrega. He is able to reach this madrega of Ahava, which is Enetli Vidava. Now, it's very important to emphasize an important nakuda. Even though, look, honestly, this is a madrega that's higher than we're holding, but the mechab is telling us that we shouldn't think that in order to come to this madrega, a person has to come to a point in his life where he doesn't eat or he eats very little. A, and he doesn't drink so that he's not able to go to work he has to, he has to detach himself from all physical things even although when he was on Sinai for the 40 days and nights it's true that during that time he was like a malach he didn't eat and he didn't drink but nevertheless, when Moshe was here amongst us in this world, who he ate and he drank. He was married, and he ate and he drank. Besides, there's a change in, in, in his madrig once he was 
but he, he was a human being. He was different. There's no question about he was different. And he was Magdirit. Chazala Magdirit said, Bechinis Ish Helokim. That he's called a man of God. Which Chazal say an amazing thing. Chesev Shalomalo Bechinis Helokim. The upper half, so to speak, of, of Moshe Benin was Helokim. The Chesev Shalomalo Bechinis Ish. The lower part was Bechinis Ish. Shemesh Chachman talks about that in his introduction to Shemesh. He explains what that means. Upper, higher, and lower. Climber. This concept of living in a world of Ruchnius, a life of Ruchnius, it does not mean to fast throughout the entire week, or every day of the week and just have a little bit of bread and water at night. What it does mean is that even when a person is living in the Ilma Chumriyas, in the physical world, obviously, not indulging, but what he needs to do to take care of himself and his family. Gam Oz, even then, who he really is, the Nefeshalai, what is it that's on his mind and he's thinking about, and what is the Kvius of that feeling of the heart? It's all attached to the Creator. He doesn't live a life of of the flashing sign by the Bosa Kosher. Sometimes the Barishalm, sometimes not. It's always the Barishalm, but that doesn't mean that he's not eating, drinking, or sleeping. It doesn't mean he doesn't have a family. It doesn't mean he doesn't go to work. But it means that in who he is, the Hiskashus is always to the Bari Olam. And nevertheless, he works and he, he eats and he sleeps and he drinks. And everything that he does is a reminder of a Kaddish Baruch Hu. And everything that he, everything that he does is makasha him, is, is strengthening the bond that he has with the Baruch Shalom. Again, that's a very high madrig. It's what the Sarm HaKadoshim talk about. Kisha Adam Nimsah When a person is living this kind of a life, Ein etzlai hevda yisaydi mitzad madregis hanefesh for that person who is living in that on that level of echad of chad of kuchibricha rice of Yisrael chad where the ahav is ain't a little bit over there is no huge difference between when he's Isaac and Gashmis when he's Isaac and Ruchnis he's living with HaKadosh Baruch Hu when he's eating he's living with HaKadosh Baruch Hu when he's davening there's no huge difference obviously the material of his life at that moment is different during davening he's, he's saying he's saying words of tefillah and when he's eating, he's eating, he's having something physical that he's that he's uh, putting into his mouth. But as far as as far as be'etzim, his life is concerned, he's in a state of tveikus Hashem, whether he's davening, whether he's eating and drinking. The subject is always the same subject. It's Hakadosh Baruch Hu. and that's always what he's that's always what he's doing. His life is always Hakadosh Baruch Hu. It's always the Baruch Olam. There's no major difference. Not like with us. When we're doing a mitzvah, it's a whole different world than when we're doing God forbid some, something that's wrong, or we're doing even something that's just a dar, uh, uh, something of rishus, something that's optional, eating or drinking. The person, it's 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 a it's a completely it's a completely uh, there's a disconnect between the, between uh, the, those two worlds, a disconnect. Remember, I mentioned to you last year there's an article that I read that that. Um, Happened in yeshiva, in a yeshiva, but not really happened in yeshiva. That there was a boy who borrowed his friend's tape recorder. Remember, and he broke it. He borrowed his friend's tape recorder and he broke the tape recorder. And the rabbi came back into the class, and the boys were arguing. These are uh, old, not little kids. They were arguing. 
one said that the, the owner of the tape recorder said that you broke my tape recorder, you have to pay for it. The other kid tied it, it was an accident. It, it, it was an accident. So they, the Rebbe said they, that they brought them to the, to the Rosh Hashiva, to Rebbe Ruven Weinstein, Logos and Sign. Brought them, this was in Staten Island, he's brought them to the Rosh Hashiva. And Rebbe Ruven Weinstein asked, I don't understand. You're learning the Gemara, you're learning Gemara about Mitzvah the whole year. And it says, you learned a thousand times that a person who's a shayel, if you're borrowing something, you have buying something. That if there's an accident, you have to pay. How could that be? And Ravuvim was uh, that the kid did not. That, you don't have to ask. That, that's every single day. That's all you're doing all morning long for for five hours. Is what is it a shoyel is high bainson? You borrowed something. You hadn't. You it was an accident. You have to pay. That's all you're learning. What do you? Your time is that it was an accident. It's an accident. This is not like you have to. We don't have to go ask. You know, uh, a Rosh Hashiva. This you learned yourself. So. Rebuvan was so bothered by this that he asked his this is one of Ramayusha was alive. He asked his father. He asked his father, Are you talking? That 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 he's learning all year he's learning this din. And then when it happened when it happened to him in the clip with this friend with the table court, are you talking? That there's a, that there's a disconnect. So Ramayusha said He's not living at all in this. He's not living at all in this sugi. He's not taught that it's his life. And he's not living it in this sugi. It's just a matter of something that it's a subject. It's a subject that he's learning. He's not living in, in, in being a Jew. And this is a problem. This is going on. This is going on. Kaseda. The same fellow just wrote another article. This a very chashav article that just came out in this uh, journal that. Uh, Somebody just uh, sent it to me. They sent it to me, and I was reading it last night. It's a very, very bright fellow. His name is Fried. He wrote an article. There's a journal that comes out called Hakira. They're from Brooklyn. Uh, some of it is Kedai, some of it is not Kedai. But this particular, this particular, mostly it's not Kedai. But this, but this particular article, this fellow wrote this article for He's a very harsh of a, I think he's a psychologist. His name is Fried. Very harsh of a Yid, and he writes very harsh of things. Yeah, from Chosh. So he's very Chosh of Yid. So he, he, wrote, he had there. I really think that in all the schools they should read this. It's an important thing. I'll, I'll show you. So he, he had there a Maise. That there was a, uh, there was a yeshiva. There was a yeshiva that, that uh, they, hired, they hired an African American. They hired a black guy to teach myth. It was a high school, they hired so Yeshiva should place, they hired a guy to teach math, a black guy. The kids in the class were were being absolutely horrible to him. They was making all kinds of cracks about his color and that they were saying things they shouldn't say. Terrible. So one of the boys is this, from the class is a sensitive boy, and he told his father that this is what's going on. We have this this teacher, he's a wonderful guy. And and, and the guys the other day brought him to tears. Moms they brought him to tears. And making cracks about this, so, you know, jokes, shots, this, that, whatever. And they brought the guy to tears. So this guy told Fried, the author of the article, what happened, and Fried was very upset, and he spoke to the Menahel. So what? A, so this is the conversation he had with the Menahel. Listen to this. The conversation with Menahel to tell the Eidelmans, not Shabbos, you know, but to remind me to that the, the conversation he had with the Menahel. This is what it was. He said that this is what was brought to his attention. And he's he's very disturbed about this that uh, 
how could they do that to a person? So the Menahel said that, uh, that they spoke, that, you know, it's a problem. He spoke to the boys. He spoke to the boys about it. So Fried asked, did you speak to them the same way you would speak to a boy who would show up in class, let's say, who would show up in school one day in a pair of jeans and a sneakers and a T-shirt? You speak, like the same way you would speak, that it's, you can't come back again like that. It's unacceptable. Don't, don't show up in the yeshiva. You're out if it happens again. Did you speak the same way, the same way if he came without a hat? Did you speak the so he said that the person, the Manal, answered in a very unconvincing way to say, yes, yes, of course, but it wasn't convincing. And then he said, this is what the principal said. He said, the MS is, it was a mistake to hire the guy, the black guy. So Fried asked him, why, he's not qualified? So he said, no, he's a great teacher. But we daven every day, and this was a Nisoyen that we made for the Bochum. We created this terrible Nisoyen for them that they have to go through every day to be in the class with a black person. That's what the Menahel of this yeshiva said. It's not it's not the rice kriya for such a thing. It's a clear kriya for such a thing. It's an Isoyan for for them to be what? A mensch. It's an Isoyan. You know, we created an Isoyan. How do you behave with a person of a different color in the room? How do you behave? Not to call them names, not to drive them to tears, and not to make a chil we created too much of an Isaiah for our boys. We shouldn't, I shouldn't have hired him. That's the answer. I shouldn't have hired him. So what does it mean? It means that there's such an unbelievable disconnect. There's such a, a, there's such a disconnect between those two worlds. There's such a detachment that a person, that a person sees between what he's learning in yeshiva so, so the rabbi could have given a whole shmuz. There could have been a Muslim shmuz that Friday about how Ben Omechareu and there could have been Pashas Kedoshim and talking about, you know, uh, how to treat other people and so on. And when it comes down to Lemaisa, when it comes down to Lemaisa, so the second that a black guy walks into the class, these guys are, uh, these guys are, are making uh, cracks. So, so where does that lead? What does it mean? It means that, that, the fact that a person learns Tyra and that he knows certain things could have absolutely no bearing upon his life. No bearing at all upon his life. The kid doesn't, the kid doesn't make any connection between breaking a tape recorder and all that he's been learning an entire year in Gemara. There's like it's two different worlds. Two different worlds. When a person's in a place of Be'etzim, when his Ruchnis is Be'etzim, is there such a big nafkimina between whether or not he's learning about Gemara? Gemara, of course, it's a harsh of a thing. Every minute he has, he should learn. Or he's eating or drinking? No. Because there's no disconnect. Because he's living a life of what? Of Kutchubicha Araisa Yisrael Chad. Kutchubicha Yisrael Araisa Chad. How can we get a person that when it comes to Ben Almamakim, he's very, very firm? When it comes to Ben Almamakim, it doesn't go so good. Why is that? Because Ben Almamakim is very, it's very easy because the version doesn't step on your toes. As long as the person doesn't step on your toes, you could be, you could be, you could keep, you could be very firm. But when it comes to the normal chaveo, oh, then you have nisyanis every day, because the guy steps on your toes. I mean, I love all Jews, unless they step on my toes. But if they step on my toes, I don't love them anymore. It's not the same thing. If you if you happen if you wear fourteen pairs of tulin, and you only eat one hechsher in the world, so you can keep that up. You can give that up because the Baruch is not going to step on your toes. And if he does, sometimes that suffers too. You feel that he's stepping on your toes. He brought there another mice. He said that there was a Shom Zaman Arbach. He brought a mice that there was a Shom Zaman Arbach came to the Yeshiva one day and he, and he was so upset. He, he had to like calm himself down. What happened? He said that it was, he, it was on Sunday when he came in. He said that on Shabbos, 
he was in the neighborhood, he was in Shari Chesed, and there was somebody who was making a simcha, and he saw that there was the, the chassan was walking next to his father, and the father was schlepping benches. The father was schlepping benches for the kiddush in the street. And he sees the chassan like walking next to his dad, adjusting his tie, you know what I'm saying? Not, not touching the benches. Yeah, it's a melech. Yeah, it's a melech. So he sees this. So Shlomo Zalman said that he went over to him and he said, your father is schlepping benches. What are you doing? So he said that the boy didn't say with the slightest embarrassment. The chassan said, the help is from the Erev. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't hold from the Erev. The Erev, right? He doesn't know. We know you find there are 4,000 Erevs, right? You can barely see the sky because nobody holds many bells. So he says, help is from the Erev. So Shlomo couldn't believe this. Help is from the Erev. See, he could walk next to his father. Schlepping benches, not embarrassed. He said, the difference is that Shlomo Zalman Arbach came to the yeshiva and he couldn't calm himself down. He was so upset about that. So his point, Fried, is that if the people, if the boys would see in the yeshiva that a rabbi can't calm down over, over something that happens in Ben-Omel the same way he gets upset about a missing hat or jacket, then he said, you'd see different derecheres in the yeshiva. you see different midas in the yeshiva. Because he was saying what happened was that in the, there was a yeshiva where there was a, an old man that was the cook. An old chassidish yid. It wasn't a chassidish yid. It was an old chassidish yid that was the cook. He was a simple Jew, and the boys used to tease him all the time. They would tease him all the time, and and uh, when the boys were asked, "Why do you tease?" Like, "Why do you tease?" So they said, "He's not Maritz. We know more than he does. He's not Maritz." So we, they would tease him all the time. He was, I guess, a funny guy, whatever. And they would tease him. So what happened? This guy had a heart attack. The old man never had a heart attack, and uh, it was I say the boy's fault, but he didn't have an easy time there with the kids. He had a heart attack, and I guess they got a little bit shaken up by it, whatever. And and uh, he was he asked somebody from the class, so did Rebbe talk about it, about about their relationship with this with the old cook? So he said he hadn't to, he hadn't been told them. But after the heart attack, he spoke to them about that it's not right to tease him. So he asked, and when he spoke, this Rebbe was somebody who was known to give fire and brimstone talks. He said even to to his fourteen year old these are fourteen year old boys ninth, ninth grade. Had they not allowed to marry any girl that ever went to college? He says that he gives fire and brimstone talks. So he wondered, how did he speak about not teasing? He said, no, he just mentioned, like in 30 seconds, that by the way, you know, fellas, it's not nice. You, you got to be careful because you got a heart attack. Don't, you know, you know, don't tease him anymore. So he said, what does it mean to the boys? This is what they saw. When he's talking about, when he's giving his El talk, his Ben Omlamakam talk about. Oh, ye sinners. When he's giving that talk, he's fire and brimstone to 14-year-old boys. He says, he's yelling at them that they should know now when they're 14 in case they want to get married. Don't marry a girl that goes to college. So that he's screaming about in Shrei Chai And the old man had a heart attack because his kids are making him crazy. And they're always teasing him and picking on him. And he never once said a word. Only after the heart attack, he said, by the way, fellas, take it easy with the old guy when he comes back. That was it. So what do the boys learn? A disconnect. Means you could, it means you could sit and learn Tyra and has no bearing upon the mitzvahs of life. No bearing upon the mitzvahs. You could sit and you could hear, even if the Rebbe would say a whole long shmuz about Ben Lomachavero, you go to the kitchen and you bother the old man. It's like you could, you have the broken tape recorder, it's an accident, it's an accident, but I'm not. It's not. Yeah, you're a shayel. You're high by What? It has nothing to do with one thing, it has nothing to do with the other. Nothing to do with the other. Because if it did, if it was something which is be'etzim, who the, who the, uh, that the Yiddishkeit is being driven deep into, into our kids, then what's the chiluk? 
Then what's the chilek? There would be no chilek. Then the lamakim, the chaveira, there would be no chilek. The chavetz chaim was the chavetz chaim, twenty-four hours. The was the reb shlomazam, twenty-four hours. And he and he lived in that world of the ratzon Hashem. Listen, so we're talking about kids in yeshiva. It's, just, it's, 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 it's a problem with us. These inconsistencies. So the inconsistencies mean that when I'm diving, when I'm learning, then there's a shaykh to ruchnius. When I'm eating, when I'm sleeping or drinking, or when I'm, uh, or when I'm with my family or my wife in yonim that are of intimacy, and so on, I'm davka. So then it doesn't have to be kedusha b'tav because there's two separate worlds. The same way with the kids. The same way with the kids. That the, what does one thing have to do with the other? That I learned bav mitzvah. So so what? It was an accident. The the etzem means. That it's that one's Yiddishkeit is not bimikre. It's not. It's something which penetrates to the essence of who the person is. And therefore, what he's saying here is that essentially, there's no huge nafkim in it whether you're whether you're davening or whether you're eating. Be'etzim, in that place of be'etzim, it's all an act of avodas Hashem. It's all avodas abayre, and he lives with the Shalom every minute. He says, I have though is only rock bechitzanius. Obviously, the, the, the difference is bechitzanius. Either he is, he's davening, he's learning, and the, other, and, and the other time of the day he's eating and drinking. But the difference is only bechitzanius. But what am I doing right now? But where is where am I and who am I? Hanefesh His nefesh is always davuk is always attached to that. To that Nakud Ruchanis, to the Pneumius of Avadis Hashem. Now, this is a very high Madrega. The Amis Karkosov Amisil Sisharm al Madrega Zul, the Ramchal already wrote Mrs. Sisharm in this Madrega to be in a place of Dvekas. Shihilamala Mikrechis Amash. Really, it's higher than a human, a human being is not capable of living all the time, every minute like this. Ubara Pashu Shakahu. We understand that by uh, that a human being, by by his very the fact that he was created in this physical world, it's natural that in this world a person lives in a mahalach of elias niyiridus that there are good days and bad days, there are high moments and there are lower moments, and, and we we change, we fluctuate, we're not able because we're part of the elamagashmi. No elamaruchni, there are no changes. In, in pure Ruchnius, everything is, is what it is. But since we're created in this world, and the Neshama was fused together with the Guf, so the same way that the Guf goes through is affected by the circumstances and conditions of life, in this relationship that the Neshama is married to the Guf, so the Neshama is schlepped along, and we understand that there are least new readers, because self-consult, the person has to answer to his Guf, and the Guf is, a, is living in a world where there are changes. It's not the Sometimes it's sunny out and the goof uh, and, and it's warm. Sometimes it's cold out and the body is cold. And that's how it is. But the, but the nefesh of a person is dragged along because that's the nature of being a human being in this relationship between the nefesh and the goof. The shetilo kviyas ben the kudush al elam rochni sheyias la gilui tmidi lan kudush al kushabai that a person should have a kviyas mamish always and that elam rochni. Every single minute, she adds that that nakud of godliness is constantly, constantly revealed in, in his conscious life and his awareness. That's high. That's that's beyond what a human being can do.
He said, Rabbi Yaakov Meshach Halap said, I once mentioned in Shul, Rabbi Yaakov Meshach Halap was, was, uh, was a tzaddik, a kaddish, from the big, big Gainim of Yushalayim, Shalmala from that world, and uh, from the old Yeshua of Yushalayim. He became a Talmud of Rav Kook. Some of you might know the history, how he became, it's a whole story. He became a Talmud of Rav Kook. That's when Rav Kook first came to Israel, he was in Yafa. He was in Yafa. And I don't know how often, but I think that once a month, I'm not sure, Rabbi Yaakov would schlep to go from Yushalayim to Yafo and spend a week, a couple of days with Rav Kook learning. And somebody asked Rabbi Yaakov Meshachalab, says, Yushalayim is filled with tzaddikim and gainim. Why do you, why do you schlep, in those days I schlep, why do you schlep to go be with the Yafo Rav, with Rav Kook? Why, why, why can't you, you don't have any Yushalayim here. So, this is what Yaakov Meshachalab said, that, Baruch Hashem, he was zoichet to see many, many G'daylam. He lived in a city filled with G'daylam. He says, but by the G'daylam that he's seen, he says, the G'daylam for for most of the time that he, that he sees them, but there are moments in life that, that they're not G'daylam. He says, the only person that he's ever met that is a G'daylam 25 hours a day is Rav Kook. That's what he said. And every single thing that he does, he is a G'daylam. That's, that's what he said about it. Yaakov Meshachalab said that I see in him that every sin, he's never not a godl. He's never not a godl. Every single minute of the day, 25 hours, he's a godl. So that's something which you can't be masik. Forget about 25 hours. Can't be masik. What it means for two, three hours to be in such a, to live in, in such a way. When a person is nifter, when the neshama yaitzes minhaguf, and the neshama goes out of the body. Then it becomes nature, then he returns to its nature, and the neshama is then living in an Eilam Ruchni, in an entirely spiritual world. But as long as the neshama is tied up to the body, to some degree it must be meshubed, it must be enslaved, and affected by its relationship with the guf. Each person according to his madrega. Mimela. Bahakrach, page Ray Slamagimel. Shaguf, Minasala Heritus, Nishama Kalapakas, you read the Kalsi, therefore it's only natural that as long as the Nishama is Meshuba to the Guf, that sometimes the Guf is successful in bringing the Nishama down a little bit into its world. So the Nishama, therefore, there are changes and it fluctuates and there are Elias Niridis and Rukhnias. To be on that madrega, where the neshama is, where the person is constantly attached to Kaddish Baruch while he's still alive in the physical body. Zui Mitzias, that's what the Ramchal is saying. Zui Mitzias, Lamala Megidre Hebriya. That's something that's higher than 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 this world. Kevin should be Gidre Hebriya because according to the laws of this world, the rules and regulations of this world, Hakliyo Aguf Vaorhu Aneshama. The Kli is the body, and the light is in the Neshama. Ubehechach Shakal Chaylik Menasa Limshach Lasida. We understand the Neshama is pulling the Guf, and the Guf is pulling the Neshama. So sometimes the Guf wins. So how is it ever possible for a Jew to be on a Madrega of Ahava Sheinat Libadav? How could that ever be? The Torah says, on one's own, it's impossible. Because of the nature of creation, that you're in the guf. You can't possibly do that. So how could it ever be? The Teretz is that when a person works on that, and works on that, and tries, and tries, and tries, there is such a thing where Akash Baruch Hu eventually gives it to the person as a gift. He gives it as a gift. On, on one's own, a human being can't possibly come to that. 
That's what he says. Lachain kosov misoshon. That's why the Ramchal writes a chavav. Madrega zu. This madrega of chesidus. This madrega. Tchilasai avaida. It begins with avaida. But the sci-fi gmul, but in the end it depends on gmul, meaning a reward or a gift. Tchiloso hishtadlus, it begins with a person's efforts, his hishtadlus, but the sci-fi matana, but you can't, it's impossible for human being to actually reach it, it has to be given to you as a gift. To come to that madrega, to have it, it's not a matter of avaida, human being can't reach it with avaida. It has to only, it's only when the Vajram sees a person, Years and years struggling to come to that, that there is such a thing that a Gashbaroku gives the person a gift. He gives the person a gift, which is then he enters and he's taken into that amazing world of Kutchabrikha Rais of Yisrael Chad. It's a deacon like this. When a person does whatever he can do, he does the best he can. Amanas luchias balam shal ruchnis to live in a world of ruchnis of dveikis to Hashem. Olam shal dveikis babari olam. For when Megiyah lekalus akaycha shal, he feels that he simply has he can't he can't do any more. He's doing he's doing what he's trying to do. He's doing. He has no more kaychas to go any further than that. Then a kashbaruch mashpiel of shefer. There is such a thing that a kashbaruch is mashpiel to this person a shefer that comes into his life shulamala. Megidre Kaychus Ben Enesh. It's higher than really any human, that a human being can actually ever reach. Achshuvah Lenulis Karpa. We must remember. Madrega Zuhi Madrega Gavayim Ha'ay. This is a very, very high Madrega. Imanakudis Atachtainis Nalamis. You can't come to this Madrega by skipping the earlier courses. You can't come to Hava by skipping the Madragas of Ahava Tulibadava. There's a Mitzvah Daraisa of Ahavta Sashamokachat. That was the last part. And that, and, that, and we can talk more about it. That, that is something that a person has to obviously get under his belt. He has to work on that. It's not the beginning of one's avoided to come to this Madraga of Dvekas and to come to a Madraga of Ahavish and Tulibadava. So therefore, the, the earlier prerequisite nakudas are, are missing. You try to skip. You try to dig through and to get to bypass. Lachta means to bypass the lower madragas and the lower avayda. Darka lo titzlach. You're not going to be There are some yechidim. There are some yechidim. There is such a thing. Aval im loy zel nisoyen but for the the usual the, the average person this is an Nisayan to try to fly that a human being like trying to fly without wings and who knows when he's going to crash he might look like he is in that place of Dvekas you might see someone that's in the place of Dvekas even though he hasn't worked on the earlier Madvegas but he's like a, 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 wing, a, a bird without wings and he's going to crash Meaning to 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 be able to hold steady in that place, to, to be able to, to to stay in that place. But if it's not such a person, such a yachid, it could be somebody who has a big neshama from who knows where, and he has such a thing that that you know, like you see, by like the Gemara tells us. 
and what is our like Rabbi Lazar ben Dadai that in a minute there is such a thing that a person can come with some great act of mysterious nefesh that he's most nefesh for, for Klaus with some unbelievable mysterious nefesh there is such a thing that a person can smash away all the things that were in the way between him and Hashem and he could in one minute be kind of Ilama there is such a madrig but that's not something that we know of and we see we heard about such things it's not a regular thing and therefore a regular person who's who's um Trying to fly in that madrega of Dvekis and Ahavish and Kulidava when he hasn't yet mastered the earlier course courses of Ahavat Livadava, he's bound to crash. Which, which uh, you know, you see, uh, of course, we're not talking about Madragas of Ahava, but you see a lot with the Chev when they come back from Eretz Yisrael with all kinds of things and they're holding about this and holding about that. They came after the big banquet at the end of the year in Yeshiva, and you know, it's, you know, they're just like, uh, you know, it's just a matter of time. It's just a matter of time. Tzvichelias la'adam she'ifa brul ha'gila madregan alazu. A person has to obviously have a big she'ifa longing and a desire to come to this madregan. And that's where you have to learn about it. The person has to have a she'ifa to want that. Like Rabbi Sal, they say from Rabbi Sal Salante, they said that if a person doesn't have a she'ifa to become a general, he's not even going to be able to be a private. If you go to the army and your whole thing is you just want to be a good private, you're not going to. Be, a, if you don't, have, you have to have a shifa to be a general. Maybe you'll be a good private. But if you don't have a shifa for greatness, you're not going to be even. You're not even going to be a regular soldier. But this this madrig is not the beginning of one's avayda. You can't truly feel these things that we're talking about right now, and be a madrega of a havish and pliyadavah unless you've unless you've already refined yourself and worked on the madregas that we were talking about earlier. what? To live every minute of your life with a munapshuta that there's a rabbinish loylam. And to try to feel as much as you can His presence in your life with you every minute We spent a lot of time on Emunah believing clearly Clearly in Ashgach HaPratis Not only in great stories of Ashgach HaPratis Like the kid that fell off the roof And, and he happened to land on the sukkah and he's okay But Ashgach HaPratis Every single minute of your life Ashgach HaPratis to live always with davening for everything in your life, that, with a tefillah, everyday things, every day of your life. Now, which comes to, brings, brings a person to madrega of ahava atlivadar. These are the four madregas that we've been talking about until now. That unless you're working on these four madregas, don't delude yourself and uh, uh, in, your, in your feeling of the to think that you're going to actually be able to sustain something in that place. It's not, most likely, it's not real to begin with, and it's certainly not going to be sustained. After a person has gone through all of these four steps, you saw this and he has a strong basis that's strongly built. Then at least you've, to some degree, you've to some degree reached the madrega where you've mastered this Indian of being in control. Of, of, of that level that's certainly within the reach of a human being. These four items are within every human being's, every Jew's reach, 100%. But could be then after that, you're talking Eslam Matzav, it could be that Hashem will give you a gift, and He'll take, down all the, take away all the darkness, and then Hashem will shine into the guf, and the body will no longer stand so much in the way. That's a gift. 
But if you haven't worked on the guf, on all the four earlier steps, then don't fool yourself. Then, then the guf is still very much busy with you, and he's pulling in the sham in all different directions. Sometimes the guf wins. Sometimes the neshama wins. Tell the truth, and you know the truth. It's a milchama kosher. It's a, you're in the war. Boss, that's okay, but that's the Muhammad. You're not you're not holding by the Dvaikis Basham. That's taka we have for every day. Hashem, I know that I'm still in this Muhammad. I'm begging you this day. Don't bring me to Nisyanis because I'm not in the place of Dvaikis. And if there's a big enough Nisan that's going to come along, I'm going to crash. So help me not to be in such a place of Nisyanis. If a person is in a place of Dvaikis where he's Be'atsim, it's not Nisyan anymore. Like it says by David Amalek, it came to a point in the last life where it wasn't any sign anymore. But that's not where we're holding. We daven every single day. They shouldn't have any because the Ahav is not pets. And therefore, my Ahav is subjected to the different circumstances of the day. So it might be that if this girl's not particularly pretty, so I'm still a big eye of Hashem. But if I meet the next girl, the next girl's very pretty, then it's, it's uh, not Ahav Hashem. Then it steps on my toes and it's fafal. So we have to always daven all the time. That that uh, Okay, we'll finish the parak next. Next week we'll talk for Yontif and then Bezashem we'll we'll finish the parak yesterday.